Welcome to this week's Monday meeting. Today is April 22nd, 2019. Monday meetings are a chance for motion designers all over the world to connect and ask questions, share inspiration, or hear presentations and interact with industry leading artists on an equal playing field. Today's topic is more or less just a general discussion. Uh, we haven't had one of these in a while where we can just kind of field questions from the audience and everyone participating and just kind of see what's on everyone's mind. Um, if you have a question, please type question in the chat uh, with your question and we'll look for that. Uh, this is essentially raising your hand. Uh, you also can raise your hand within Zoom by going to the participants uh, little tab and you can raise your hand via that. Uh, if you have a mic and or video, we will call on you to ask your question live if you would like. Uh, if not, we can ask it for you. Uh, today's meeting will be recorded and posted. So if you have anything under NDA or anything that you would like edited out, um, just let us know and we will do that for you. If there's any sort of spammy uh, topic or kind of comments happening, we'll just mute you and move on to something else. Um, so yeah, but we haven't done one of these general discussions in a while, so hopefully um, we'll get some more people joining in and asking questions and whatnot and we can have a nice discussion. Um, yeah, I, it's funny because I think in Slack, and you and I were talking beforehand that we might talk about mental health a little bit and we can kind of segue into how that works with Camp MoGraph too. Yeah. Um, but like, I know last week I was kind of like under the weather a bit and like feeling it and just being like, man, I'm not working this week and like it's bumming me out a little bit. So I think that might be a good topic that we could discuss today. Uh, but speaking of that, do you want to talk about Camp MoGraph tickets and stuff? Yeah, so I guess uh, for those who don't know, uh, the Camp MoGraph presale has kicked off. It kicked off on Saturday on 420, and we've had a great response so far. A lot of tickets being sold, so pretty pumped on that. Uh, a great mix of men and females, and um, it, I think it's going to be a really good event, uh, and hoping that more people will join up and the sooner you get on it, the, uh, the better really, because it will sell out. It's going to be a small event. So, um, yeah, speaking of that, like we were just checking the numbers and we're at approximately 30% already being gone and it's only been 48 hours. So to us, that's really awesome. Um, yeah. So if, if you are looking to get into it, definitely go get a ticket. We are trying to figure out a way to, we've been discussing that, um, if you get a single ticket, how to upgrade to a cabin, if you find somebody else. So if that happens, just email us. Uh, what are we doing? Info at Camp Info at, yeah. Yeah, info at We Camp also Mogra. have kind of a catch-all. So if you yeah. spell that or whatnot, it will go to the right spot. <laughs> um, what else? We've got... I guess we can announce all these people now too. Like we just, yeah, we're slowly yeah. rolling out more details about camp. Uh, and starting today, we're going to roll out more of the, you know, quote unquote counselors and the people who will be doing the workshops. Um, and we're really excited to have all these people on board. So um, Liam, if you want to talk more about that. Sure. So um, besides the counselors, we just announced another 
campfire chat host, so or fireside chat host, uh, Barton Damer from Already Been Chewed is going to be doing a third one now, along with Ryan Summers and Aaron Starofsky. Um, so that means not just the two official camp nights, but the night that you arrive, somebody will be chatting as well, which is really awesome. So we're going to be filling up time every night. Um, workshop hosts, we have Jax Jackson. Satine Phoenix, EJ Hassenfrassen, Frasselfratz, also known as just EJ Hassenfratz, uh, Greg Gunn, Patrick Goski, Casey Hupke, and more. We're still working out some other people too. Um, and just the, the topics that they're going to cover range from everything from color theory, camera techniques, actual hands-on sculpting class, design principles, storytelling, principles of animation, um, health and wellness, which we just announced too, which Casey Hupke has like really been pushing lately. If you've seen his NAB talk and his post NAB interview, um, he's, he's all about health and wellness now. So he's going to lead like a hike and do a workshop on that as well. So a lot of uh, super exciting stuff. We also have yet another sponsor that signed on, I believe since the last time we talked. So we have Max on School of Motion, Red Giant, and Grayscale Gorilla now, which is awesome. Um, and more to be announced too, because we're still trying to work out some of those as well. So, um, yeah. yeah so, I was gonna, super I was, excited about this. Yeah. And I think what people might hear like EJ's name and know him and, and you know, like there's some people gonna be there that uh, a lot of uh, artists know, uh, but then there's gonna be some people presenting and, and running these workshops of which you, you may not know. Um, but yeah, like, like Jackson, I, I have never even known of. And then uh, Satine's name is really familiar, but I wasn't completely familiar with her either. So um, it's going to be me meeting new people I've never met too. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Yeah, we're really excited to see um, how this all unfolds. And we're, we're looking forward to um, having people like Satine and Jax there. And, you know, like Satine has a background in like the D and D community and like storytelling and all that. So, you know, we're trying to bring some people um, that have some sort of relationship within the motion graphics community, even if it's on the outskirts of it, but you know, that can really bring some experience to the table. Um, you know, obviously storytelling is a big thing for us animators, content creators in general. Um, so, you know, getting her take on, you know, best practices for storytelling and whatnot, uh, will be great and it'll be different, you know, and that's kind of the, what we're shooting for here. So, um, yeah, so looking forward to it. Yeah. So I, I would say before we jump into just open discussion, um, we haven't done this yet, but does anyone on the call have any questions about camp MoGraph that we might be able to answer for you too? Cause now, now's a good chance to, to ask us and hopefully we can, squash any questions people might be having. Um, but if not, then we can just jump into talking about whatever. So, yeah, and think about it. If something comes up, feel free. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, I'm open to talk about whatever today. I think, you know, we were talking earlier about like mental health and awareness of that just in the industry and like getting burnt out. And I think, um, Kaiki, is that how you say your name? I'm sorry, I, I'm probably butchering your name, but you suggest that in the Slack as well. So um, I think that'd be a good starting point. Tony just asked how many tickets there are. Um, I think 
I know how many cabins we have and they range. So we have 20 cabins, right, Mark? Yeah, I mean, total available tickets between cabins and single ticket, like day campers or campers and tents uh, is 200. Yeah, I think so, we're capping at 200. That's a, uh, that's a maximum capacity at 200. So yeah, um, it could be a little bit less than that. It could be maxed out. But uh, regardless, we have enough um, we have enough activities and workshops and counselors and stuff to make all these groups and workshops small and intimate. Um, so we can, you know, I don't want to throw out the word guarantee, but it's going to be very useful. And I think a lot of people are going to get, um, quite a bit out of all these workshops and being able to interact and with other artists and whatnot. So I do have a question. Yeah, actually. So, are you going to have multiple, like during the day, multiple uh, workshops going on and you would pick or choose what you want to go to? Or is it going to be stacked kind of like they would all run like, you know, one at a time and you could go in or out of which of those or other activities that you might want to do during the day? Totally. It's going to be somewhat scheduled. And mm -hmm. I believe the the thought right now, depending, and again, it depends on like, how many counselors and workshops we end up adding, but um, that everyone, you'll have the opportunity, like if you wanna go to, you know, a storytelling thing on Friday morning, and then you wanna do something that was the, uh, like at a conflicting time the next day, um, you'll have that option. So um, they should, like each class and workshops will run on each day. So if you don't make storytelling on Friday, you can go to it on Saturday. Yeah. Um, it's kind of going to be like actual summer camp. So like if you've seen the pictures, you can see that like it's really at a summer camp and the schedule will probably be like a summer camp too. And when I've gone to summer camp, it has been that there's a schedule posted and the campers can sign up for what they want to go to. And I think we're going to try to uh, incorporate that as much as possible as well. So like, Mark was just saying Friday we'll have storytelling, but Saturday we'll have storytelling as well. So you can sign up for which one you want to go to. And then maybe at the same time, there's like color theory. So you can just sign up and say, I'm going to go to this one, but you don't have to either. You can go fishing, you can go kayaking, you can do whatever else you want to. And if you want to sleep in late, then you can sleep in late and just go to the afternoon ones and things like that. So um, it's going to be really kind of run and gun style, like an actual summer camp. You, you figure out what you want to do and, you do it. And if you're in storytelling and you're like, ah, I want to maybe pop over to color theory, like feel free to, you know, yeah. like it's think about it as kind of the post-production world in a way that they do at NAB. They have tons of classes and like you can pop into one if it's not really fitting well for you, you know, you can bounce over to a, a different workshop or whatnot. So, um, but like Liam said too, like if you want to just come hang out and, go to one workshop the whole weekend. That's, that's cool too. Um, the biggest, the biggest point of doing this is just to get our community together for something else that's not in a city without laptops and all that. So you can actually hang out and talk and get to know these people that maybe you only know from online and, and whatnot. So, um, so yeah, I, if you look at the big goal of it, that's, that's what it is. Yeah, so. and that's kind of the, that's part of the point of capping it too at like 200 people is it's kind of like Monday meeting 
like squared or cubed or whatever, like <laughs> to the power of whatever. Um, cause we, we want to be able to keep it like this. Cause we were talking this morning about it before the call and you know, how cool would it be to have something like this, but like at the lunch table with Ryan Summers while we're eating hot dogs or whatever we're doing that day. Um, and we're just having a casual conversation and it's like 10 of us grouped around here, but then Barton Damer is going to be there as well. Or Aaron Srofsky is going to be there as well. And you might want to go sit at her table and just like chat with her for a little bit. And um, yeah, the, the more intimate we can keep it, the better. So that's, that's why we're, we're kind of capping it at that as well. Um, it's, I was going to say one more like clarification for tickets. So um, we, we have the 20 cabins and they, they range between six and eight people in them. Right. Right, Mark? Yeah, well, so each cabin, like the smallest one, you have four people in it. Is that That's how many tickets come with it, but it has yeah, four. Beds, so you could yeah. theoretically add four other people to it if you wanted to make it cheaper. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where you might want just that room, you know? Um, but yeah, so there's one that's like kind of a four, five, and say six, but yeah, cabins. that's right. Um, so those will go pretty quickly if you have a group of people that you want, since there's only 20 of those cabins, but then as far as camping by yourself, um, you, you can just bring a can or a, a tent. And I think we have a hundred spots for those is what we worked out. So, um, definitely can roll it either way. Yeah, totally. And I misspoke in terms of like making it cheaper. It's just you add, you can add more people to the cabin if you want. Like if you have more friends coming and they don't have a cabin to sleep in, you can add them um, for the single ticket. But we also have had quite a bit of interest in just bringing your own tent, just, you know, setting that up and sleeping in that. So um, multiple options in terms of lodging there. Um, but again, you know, your, your admission, the ticket, um, gets you into all the workshops if you want, all the different activities. It comes with breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and your lodging. So um, some people like to say it's really expensive, which I don't necessarily agree with because we've really tried to keep this as affordable as possible. So many conferences are $1,500, $2,000, something like that, and, uh, and that's just your admission into the event that doesn't even include lodging or meals or anything like that. So, you know, in the effort to bring as many people within our community together, we wanted to keep it as cheap as possible and really make it, you know, uh, I don't want, I don't want to sound cliche and say a bonding experience, but it's kind of going to be that, you know, when you go camping with a bunch of friends, you end up having great experiences that are, you know, you know, you don't really get anywhere else. So, yeah. Um, let's see. I'm just reading through the chat. People are asking if we would live stream them. Probably not. We are very much emphasizing to not bring technology there. Um, maybe we will be recording them. That's something we need to talk about, but, um, as much as possible, we're trying to like cut back on the technology aspect of it. Totally. So, yeah, I mean, there'll probably be some sort of media coming out of the event, you know, as either a recap video or something like that. Um, but for the most part, yeah, it's going to be, um, it's going to be its own thing. Like we encourage you to show up if you can and, uh, you know, 
we're looking at this as year one of the first annual, if you will. So um, if you can't make it this year, put it on your calendar for next year. So, yeah. Um, anyone else? Let's see. Post. Yeah. That's talking about AB and post-production. Cool. So yeah, if you guys have any more questions throughout, just feel free to throw them in the chat or raise your hand. Um, so we'll get to just like general discussion now. So um, I guess since I already alluded to it, um, as far as like mental health and just health in general, kind of, I, I guess want to just like tell a story of like last week and like why I, I want to talk about this. So um, I've noticed after going to conferences, NAB just happened that you get like so overwhelmed and inspiring with or inspired by stuff that it can be a little daunting going home and being like, all right, what do I do with all this creative energy that I've been inspired with? And then you have to get back into the grind. It's like, uh, I'm not doing anything with that. And so it becomes a little bit depressing that you're like, had all this creative energy and now I'm back to the grind. And now it's just back to this. And you, you start to like dwell on those things and like going through Instagram or like wherever you're getting your inspiration and be like, man, I could have used some of that creative energy towards this that I had. Um, so it, it made me really think like, I wonder how many people actually go through like post conference, like with like almost like withdrawal or like depression a little bit, but also just like in general, like how many people are being overworked and um, like just the crazy hours that we have. So if anyone wants to chime in, especially like if people are at NAB or like people have gone to conferences, if you've ever felt that way too, like what, what are your experiences with the industry and, and your mental health and, and strain? Yeah, go ahead, Tony. I think you're still, there you go. Yeah, I kind of, I, 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 you know, it's funny that you bring this up too, because, um, uh, in early March, I went up to uh, Swarovski for the for the title design lab. It was a, you know, it was amazing. It was awesome, and I came out of it like just super pumped, man. Super high off the experience and in the in the whole thing. And I'm finding like, you know, I was super motivated. I was going to go home and make make all these boards and, you know, do all this shit. And now I'm what two months out from that. I'm working on an explainer today and I've been looking at, you know, the list of stuff I want to do and, and trying to stay motivated and, 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 and focus on particular goals. And, and yeah, there's a dip. Definitely. There's, you know, I, I totally got this dip right now. I'm, I'm feeling a little like, you know, I don't know, like, is anything going to come of all that? Am I going to do anything with, you know, just in keeping that motivation going and, and, and trying to focus on goals and, and try and make that, you know, all those experiences when you do go to things worth, worth something and, and, and leverage that into, you know, something tangible. Yeah. I get, I get what you're saying there. Yeah, totally. And like, depending on what you've got going on, especially as a freelancer and like the ups and downs of like client work coming in too. Cause mm -hmm. I, I took the week of NAB off. So it's like, I'm not doing any client work that week. And then when I come back, it's like, all right, I just want to work on creative stuff. Like, oh no, but I need to do client work so I can pay my bills because I just took the last week off. And then it like starts compounding on itself. Like, well, now I'm losing that creative flow that I just had from the conference. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it's really rough. Um, and even just not like, not even going to a conference. Like I, I experienced that like 
coming off a really big job and just being like yeah. high on that. Like, man, I really like kick some ass with this mm-hmm. explainer or whatever. And then like a week goes by and like, all right, I haven't talked to a client in a week with like, what's going on with my life and, and do I, do I need to start worrying and, and all of that. So um, yeah, I'd love to hear everyone's perspective on this. Say like, Mark, you're in the same game as us, like freelance. So mm-hmm. what's your take on, on this kind of stuff? Yeah. I mean, you come off such a high after like being with other artists and seeing certain things, especially at NAB or like any sort of presentation. Right. And like, you come out of it super hot and you're like, Oh, this is going to be so great. I'm so inspired. And then it, yeah, you know, it kind of pitters out in a way because then you're either back into client work and you're back into the middle of a project, maybe you put on hold to go to the conference and whatnot. But I think similar to what Tony was saying, if you can, you know, if you make a list and essentially maybe these are like, you know, smaller goals of like, all right, I saw this technique or I got inspired to try something like this at the conference. If you can then, you know, almost um, make a list to start experimenting with it, whether it's, you know, I don't want to call it a daily or something, but it's almost a reminder sitting on your desk of like, all right, cool. When I'm done in this explainer, let me bounce into cinema or let me bounce into after effects and let me try this technique just futz around for an hour, you know? Um, but yeah, I definitely get that same dip. And I think, um, it's tough to get back in that creative mindset, like right off the bat, especially if you're like, you know, even though we're freelancers or a lot of us are freelancers, even if you work in house, whatever, if you're gone for that long, it takes you a day or two to get back up and running, get through all your emails. Maybe you have to do your catch up meetings with coworkers or clients or whatnot. So by the time you actually get back into the creative process, you know, you're, you're a few days out from that conference and it's really hard to turn it back on. Um, but I like the, I like the idea of lists and I, I do appreciate the, um, the artists that were there or anyone who's giving the workshops, because I feel like they're always very responsive online. Um, like you could tweet them of like, Hey, I was at the conference. I got super inspired by you, blah, blah, blah. And like maybe some sort of interaction with them kind of kickstarts that spark again or, or whatnot. But I'm a big fan of lists and I think if you can put those down on paper in front of you, um, that will help you kind of keep on track if you will or stay inspired. It's a tough one. I, you know, there, I don't think there's a, a perfect way of doing it or um, I think it's different for everyone, but. Yeah. I think what I become overwhelmed with after these is like, I really want to tackle like a giant project and then like I get caught up in, in that and then I don't make a list like you're saying mm-hmm. and break it down into like manageable steps. And so um, I think that's part of the issue that I, I face and probably a lot of people face like, well, I should, maybe I should work on like this big personal project instead of like a daily. But then at the same time, like yesterday I was going to do something for Easter because my kids were asleep and I was like, Oh, I've got like an hour of time that maybe I could do like a little Easter daily render. And just working on that, even for like an hour, I was like so satisfied that I was like actually turning out something creative for like the first time in, in a week that um, 
you know, maybe, maybe dailies do have like their, their purpose of like rebooting you a little bit creatively too. And like, as much as people have been down on dailies in the past year, like I, I really saw a purpose on it yesterday when I was just like futzing around. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm doing something that's creative. I'm not following a tutorial. I'm not trying to learn how to make particles work in Houdini or whatever I'm, I'm working on. I'm actually like trying to do something from start to finish. So, um, yeah. And I yeah. think that's how you have to kind of roll with that stuff too. Like if you're getting inspired, you're not going to just come out of that conference and just like blurt out like a insane personal project, right? Like <laughs> you got to like, slowly it's a slow burn and like if you can put some list down of like oh this fields technique and c4d i want to try all right you know make notes and whether or not you post it or do whatever like it at least gives you a little bit of a roadmap to stay inspired and creative um and i just lost my train of thought but yeah you know essentially that's kind of where i was going with it is yeah uh, you're never going to just blurt out like the craziest personal project after getting inspired by something. But if you can, you know, make note of it, then hopefully throughout the days, weeks, months to come, you can follow through with it. And like being able to futz around in these programs with no pressure, no client pressure or anything, just experiment, you know, Um, who knows where that may lead to. Yeah, definitely. And like, a lot of my real too is just like these experiments that I do too. Like they're not even like big personal projects. It's like, all right, I'm going to fool around with this and see what kind of shot I can get out of it too. It's just like, like almost an extended daily of something like three days or so, or, um, mm-hmm. which is totally fine. But like you were just saying like, yeah, I always feel like I want to just like vomit projects out and like explode with like all this work and like, you talk to Billy or you talk to like Brett Morris or you talk to anybody that's doing like these prolific big projects. It, it's like, it's a, it's kind of like a, a mind fuck a little bit with yourself. Like I got to do that. And then you mm-hmm. get home and it's like, all right, I, I don't have time to do that right now. So. Well, and like, yeah. you know, kind of segueing a bit off that and feel free for anyone, please jump in. Um, but talking about, all right, talking about like mental health, right? Like you come out of these conferences super inspired because you're sitting around all these other artists, you're interacting with them, you're, you know, you're together, you feel like part of the community and then you go home and now I'm standing in my office by myself, you know? So like mentally that's like a whole shift. It's like, how do I, how do I keep that excitement and that, you know, kind of, fresh breath of air and like revitalization of like my creativeness. Like how do I keep that going? Um, and I think that's really, really hard. And it's hard for us right now. Or I'm, I, sh- I shouldn't say us, but it's really hard for myself right now because I feel like I've got a lot of different things going on and it's hard to stay focused. It's hard mm-hmm. to say, you know, we've got Monday meeting, Camp MoGraph. I've got client work. I want to experiment more and like, it's just like, fuck, how am I going to do it all? I got a son, I got a wife. I'm, you know, there's so much. And like that stress definitely, at least for me, hinders creativity. You know, it's either, it's either hinders it or I just fucking get so inspired because I'm just like, oh, I got to get this out of my head, you know? Yeah. Um, so I feel like it's very black and white for me. 
some days are great. Some days are really hard, you know, and like, I'm just really starting to come to terms with it right now. I've been doing this kind of remote thing for a year and I'm really hyped on these Monday meetings and just Slack and being able to interact with people online, but it's still very, very isolating. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I guess I don't have a better way of really saying it, but yeah, it's really hard and it's stressful and I probably put too much pressure on myself or maybe not enough pressure in some places or not enough focus in some places. And it just, sometimes I feel like my brain's like a washing machine and it's just like, wow, like I can't keep fucking everything straight. You know, yeah. some of that is I think working by myself in an office by myself and I don't have peers and colleagues to bounce ideas off or like vent to or you know yeah. whatever it is so I think that's something that's really interesting in our industry and no one really talks about much and I'm hyped that Casey's you know super into discussing that with more people and you know um I don't know. Sorry for the rant there, but that's kind of where I'm at mentally. No. Yeah. No. And that like sparked me thinking about what you were just saying about like the washing machine thing and just like not keeping things straight. It's really hard to do as a freelancer. I mean, it's hard to do in life anyway, but like I was just thinking about, and like, this is going to break like the fourth wall of podcasting and like meetings and stuff. So I'm like keeping personal shit out of these things, but it reminded me of an argument that I had with my wife about like, just when I had actually come home from NAB and like how I'd already been home for a week. Cause I had already lost track of time. Cause I'd been home from NAB and then I had to have like parent teacher conferences the day after the, or the Friday after. And then I had like client stuff to respond to. And it was like the Wednesday after my wife was like, no, you've already been home for a fucking week. And I was like, really? And I had to like count back. And I was like, man, my head is just like not, in the game as like how like how how am i like living my life where i can't even remember that i've been home a week already it's just like one thing after the, the other especially like you were just saying mark it's like all right i just got home from nab and i'm so creatively inspired and i want to do all this shit and then i need to deal with my clients and then i also need to be a dad and i need to do all this stuff and it's like just really fucking overwhelming but then like it doesn't just apply to us too. Like Sage is saying in the chat, and I think he's made a really good point that like, it's really hard working for an employer or the man because you get exposed to all this great stuff when you're at conferences and then you come back to work and you're just being someone's bricklayer, like someone's uh, mindless mm -hmm. hands is what Sage used and it's really creatively draining. And that like, that's really true too. And like, I just left a, a full-time position and now they're a client of mine, but like, I was totally experiencing that where like I was kind of just moving shit around and like, yeah, I was getting paid really good money, but that was not fulfilling at all either. Mm -hmm. um, so let's see what else did you say, Sage, that um, someone might say, well, work after hours on your own creative stuff to get the juices going, but for your own mental health and the mental health of your partner, uh, who we should all include in the discussion. <laughs> yeah. Which is true, which I just brought my wife into this working all day and then come home and then work more on stuff uh, just isn't sustainable to do, even if you don't have kids um, and he doesn't have kids. So he's saying he doesn't understand how we even do it with kids. So yeah, man, it, like, it's just, yeah, a lot. And like, especially for like anyone with a partner too, as like we were just talking about, like I'm arguing with my wife, like 
the, the argument was something like, I think we were like talking about when the last time I cut the grass was, <laughs> I was like, I just cut it. Like I, like I've only been home from NAB for like a couple days. You gotta give me a, a chance to catch up and like regroup. And she's like, no, you've been home for a week. Like you really need to cut the grass again. So um, yeah, like it's totally a strain on our wives, especially like if you can't keep track of your own shit in your calendar. Yeah. And I think everyone handles it differently too. You know, like, um, Mark saying in the chat, you know, folks with kids that are creating dailies or shorts or projects or whatever, either has a wife that might handle all the domestic stuff or a nanny or, you know, some sort of help. And like, you know, I'm in a position where like, I don't want that, you know, like I want to be there. Like I want to pick my kid up from daycare, you know, and I want to like be present and like, part of his life and like yeah is that going to sacrifice personal projects is that going to sacrifice you know other kind of biz business stuff or whatnot yeah maybe but like it's a long game and i want to be you know like i was very fortunate enough to have my parents involved like growing up my dad traveled a lot and whatnot he ran his own business but like whenever he could he was at the baseball game or whatever it is, you know, and I want to do the same for my son, you know? Yeah. And like, it's, I don't know. I guess it's just, everyone's different. Everyone has different values. A old coworker of mine, like, you know, he'll just be gone for his kid's birthday on like a photo shoot and it's no big deal. And I'm like, well, that's a big deal to me, you know? And so it's just, it's stuff like that. But um, I'm just looking in the chat, just, yeah, Mark was saying it's not a joke. Like his comment was not a joke. It's kind of a reminder to the folks juggling a day job and being a parent and seeing the Beeples and the Ash Thorps and just churning stuff out. And like 100%, it's easy to get like intimidated or just like, you know, think like, oh, I'll, I'll never be able to do that, you know? And like, I'm sure they're making sacrifices on their end to make that stuff happen, you know? Yeah. And it's just up to that artist, what do you want to sacrifice? What's more important? Do you want to learn this new technique in cinema after NAB? Or do you want to, you know, spend more time with the family? I, I you know, that those are two extreme examples, but um, you know, it's, it's just to each his own, I guess, but um, it yeah. adds to the stress and it adds, yeah, and to, I, you know, I, was, I think too, like, bring up ash and people like ash i think on the school of motion or maybe even like on the collective he, he went into like his background about like how much he sacrificed driving to la every day and it was like a two hour two and a half hour drive and it was like five hours just in the car like via transport and then which totally like took a toll on his uh first wife i believe uh and their relationship and um, yeah, I think he had, he had like a good, like 20 minute little breakdown. Yeah. School of motion podcast ab about like how much it, like he sacrificed with that and like spending time with his kid and, or his daughter and, and all that. So, um, yeah. Just like looking at the chat too. I don't know if fancy stash has a mic or wants to contribute. Um, but you've made some nice comments in the chat. Um, yeah. But I'm not, like, you know, I, I read like, that too. Good, I can kind of just fill the listeners in, but you were saying that you pivoted into motion graphics because you were going to be a dad and 
the motion design had a lot more flexibility than the kind of VFX animation uh, industry and being present as a dad was a big motivator to rethink um, the career, which I, I can't agree more. That's like, uh, he said, if family's still asleep, we'll join him next time. So there you go. You know, you don't want to be too loud, but you know, that was one big thing for me of why I went freelance. You know, my son just turned three. So, you know, he was two when I made the jump and being able to kind of, um, design my life in a way, scheduling wise, work balance, you know, work life balance stuff like that was a really big draw to me. So, um, yeah. And then, so on the converse of this too, Mark is also saying that he took an in-house job after he had twins because of the stability and the predictable hours. And that was, you know, absolutely worth it too. And like, then you, you, especially for people in the States, you start getting into insurance and benefits and all that where you, you know, that's stuff that's huge if you have a family. Um, yeah, it fucking so it's sucks. definitely worth the in-house position for just that alone if you, you know. Yeah, that like, uh, just even like that sucks. And like, like reading what Mark just said about in-house job and like that, that was so enticing was just like the stability of it all. When I went for that full-time gig for the short stint, it was just like, man, they're, they're going to pay me at a rate that, it's hard to be plus I get stable hours and I know what my schedule will be and I'm still like work working remote, which was amazing. But fun. The funny thing about that was I did the inverse with going freelance because I wanted to have more time to spend with my kids and like more flexibility with my hours. And then it's like, the longer you do freelance, you kind of realize like, man, like my hours are so unpredictable that like, I wanted to have all this extra time with my family, but sometimes it just like completely eats away at it because the schedules can be so unpredictable. Like one Mm -hmm. week I'm, I'm working like 10 hours the whole week, like 10 billable hours. And then the following week, it's like, I'm working like an 18 hour day for four days in a row. And I don't see my kids at all. I don't see them for breakfast or for dinner just in that, just all that stuff. So um yeah there's definitely no right answer for everyone which mark is saying in the chat so that that's true Um, and i think jason's bringing up a good point too that like you know with full time you have the ability to kind of shut off in a way mm -hmm. for weekends and nights whereas freelance you're kind of always on and i totally resonate with that because you know working from home is a blessing and a curse it's a blessing because it's like cool like i'm here it's I'm comfortable. I have my own music going. I got my tea, you know, like all good. But then when my wife goes to bed, my son's in bed, it's like, all right. Now I start drifting back into the office and now I'm working until, you know, 1 a.m. And it's like, all right, well, there you go. There's like another handful of hours I just spent working, you know, and like, luckily I love what I do. So, you know, that's great. And that's probably why I shift into the office late night. But it's really hard to find that line of like, all right, I'm done work, you know, and especially with varying hours and client requests and whatnot, depending on where your clients are, if they're, you know, in different time zones, you're, you're dealing with that. And uh, that makes it even harder for that work-life balance to really balance out, you know? Um, But I think if, at least speaking personally, if I can balance that out 
with taking a random Friday off to like take the family, let's go snowboarding, let's, you know, or something that makes those late nights worth it, you know? Yeah. I was just thinking as we were standing here or I'm standing here, um, like we, maybe we should do an episode like a call or an episode or whatever you want to call it with our partners on and like get their take too. Cause like, as I'm like listening to these things and like, yeah, like my kids go to bed and my wife goes to bed and everything you were just saying, Mark, I was like, man, I like, I've never really asked my wife, like what, like what kind of toll it has on her. Like I can, I can see when she's tired because she's been dealing with the kids all day. And I know that she's being super supportive, which I like extremely appreciate but like i've never like really sat down and just been like you know like how how much of this shit is playing on to you and your mental health and and well-being you know Mm -hmm. yeah my wife has a mark is in the chat asking if our wives have careers yeah my wife's a teacher she's a uh, special ed teacher which is fucking crazy i mean the amount of stress in her career i mean yeah fucking teachers like hell yeah thank you you know teaching is no easy feat especially yeah. in this day and age yeah that that's that's crazy um yeah my wife is a banker for wells fargo and then she's also finishing up her accounting degree at the moment so she's got like double duty at the moment plus dealing with my shit of being a freelancer and like crazy hours so uh let's see Kike or Kike, I hope I'm saying your name right. You can tell me how to pronounce it in the chat. Uh, you're experiencing a creative blank plus serious problems with lower back, which causes anxiety and anxiety produces even more lack of creativity and then it's a cycle. Yeah. So I totally agree with like that. Like physical problems can definitely play into creative blanks or like with withdrawal and having issues there and like, I don't look at now, but I used to go to the gym all the time. And like, I've really tried to get back into it a lot. And like, I used to like preach about going to the gym and then like year two of freelancing, I got really out of it. Cause I was just like, so focused on my career, but like started noticing just like my wrist hurting more and like my back hurting more. And then um, like, I'd try and go for walks around the neighborhood to like stretch out and stuff. And that helps in like in the past six months or so, like I've really gotten back into like trying to go to the gym a bit more and it, it definitely helps focus your mind and then you don't have to worry about your lower back and having that anxiety that you're just talking about and then causing, uh, causing like a creative blank. Did you hear any of that, Mark? I saw that you, you left. No, sorry. And I stepped away. So in the chat, we were just, it was brought up like actual like physical health and like mm. lower back pain and how that's causing anxiety, which then produces a lack of creativity. And I was just saying like, I don't look like it now. And cause I, I, I've lost going to the gym so frequently, but like I've in the last six months have like really focused on going back to the gym. Cause it used to help me out creatively so much. Um, and it's just amazing. Just like how sitting alone in your house, and just sitting there and doing work can really be detrimental to you physically, but then how that plays into your mental state as well. Oh, totally. I'm like, I feel like a fucking slob right now. 
like coming out of this winter, it's been a long winter here in Vermont. And like, it's, you know, I go snowboard as much as I can, but like, um, yeah, like I am excited. It's starting to get warm just to go out, like run, do as much as I can outside of my house for a bit, because it, for me, it clears my mind and, uh, any sort of physical activity, I feel like it's just great overall. And that physical activity could be as simple as walking around the block or, or whatnot. But, you know, um, I think it just kicks different endorphins into your brain and you just sometimes get a clearer picture of, you know, what you're trying to do, especially if you're on a project or you're stuck, you know, going for a walk or whatnot and just like not thinking about it. Um, I feel like is always, um, beneficial you know that's why i feel like when people are like oh, i had this great idea in the shower right it's because you're in the shower and you're not really thinking about anything you're just like uh and then something you have that moment of inspiration you know so um and yeah tony's saying exercise is good mentally as is physically which is which is great um mental stress do you guys use headspace i've I've downloaded it. That was actually one of my goals for this year was to do kind of more meditation and stuff like that and uh, have not been doing it. So something that I would like to give more effort to and, and really in a way, all right, so this actually leads into another just thought and you can see my brain working now. It's just fucking all over the place. But um, there's certain things like that that I want to do, but that gets shoved to the side because I want to go experiment in cinema or, you know, and like, I'm just like, Oh, I, I, I want to do this. Oh, this new technique. Oh, that video I saw. I love that. Like, I want to watch that again and kind of dissect it. And it's like, cool. Like my brain just like kind of channels into those um, channels, I guess. Uh, where I find myself maybe slipping in other areas because I'm just drawn to that like cool looking thing. Whereas, you know, I should probably spend the five minutes that you do headspace for or whatnot, you know, but I, I, you know, I've failed at that so far this year. And I think that also touches on so many other aspects of life. You know, like I've been very like into, freelancing and, you know, getting kind of quote unquote, my business up and running and doing the best I can with that. And I've channeled so much energy into that, that there's probably other aspects in my life that are slipping. And it's really hard to balance all that out. Um, but I feel like I need to be giving more effort into that, into those other areas, you know, um, and not just be drawn to the shiny new object, you know, the shiny sphere, if you will um yeah and like that's how i got out of the habit of going to the gym and like i used headspace like every day my routine used to be wake up at like 4 30 use headspace go to the gym like like almost like a military habit like like this is what you do and then um talking about like shiny new things for me the shiny new thing was like freelancing and getting a new client and it's like all right i need to go to this uh coffee breakfast networking event today. So, um, I'm going to skip going to the gym. So I have energy 
for that, even though going to the gym gives you more energy. It was just like you like you play these fake lies out with yourself a little bit to like compensate for for like breaking these good habits or like starting good habits. Um, and then I would say, well, I'll go in the afternoon and then like an afternoon meeting would come up with a call or with a client or like a call with a client and things like that. And um, yeah, I also suffer from like the shiny new thing. Like, what can I do in cinema? What can I do in Houdini? What can I do in like After Effects? Cause somebody will post something and, and you'll be inspired by that. Or you'll like see a breakdown and like, well, now I need to try that. Or, you know, GSD will put out an awesome tutorial with some shiny balls. It's like, I want to make my balls shiny and you go play with your shiny balls. <laughs> So, yeah. Um, yeah. And like Mark's saying in the chat, like it, it's always more fun to play around than go be responsible for your health, which sucks because then, you know, down the road, like I'm, I'm hitting my mid thirties this year. It's like, I can already feel it. Like when I go play with my kids, like the next day, my, my calves hurt because I'm just not keeping up <laughs> with it. Or like, you know, just like stupid shit like that. And it's like, I don't remember my calves ever hurting from like playing and like running around with people and, yeah. So, uh, it's Mark's Mark oh, from Nets birthday. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. That's awesome. Right on. Um, um, but yeah, you know, it's one of those things where maybe it's, maybe it's just a sign of the times, but like working on that cool new technique or, or experimenting in cinema and after effects, whatever, it's like that instant gratification, right? Like I'm going to fuck around with something and boom, cool. Like, look what I made. Whereas like a headspace, like meditation or like concentrating on being a better parent or a better husband or, or partner, I should say, um, takes more work. Right. So it, that's the long game and you don't necessarily see the instant gratification from that, you know? And, it's harder to work on because it takes longer to achieve results, you know? So. Yeah. I like, I like what you're saying, Mark, in the chat, like, are we expecting too much from ourselves and setting ourselves up for failure? And like, I totally do that. Like, I, and that goes back to with like being depressed and like talking about um, coming off the conference earlier. Like, like you, you have, all these expectations for yourself after you come back from a conference and like, I'm going to be this creative badass. And then maybe we're just setting expectations too high for ourselves. And that's, that's where these slumps come. But also it's like really easy to set expectations high for yourself because it's like, you see somebody else doing something and maybe they're five years into their, your, their career and you're like 10 years into your career. And like, well, they're only five years into their career. Like I should be able to, fucking do that shit like and like you start setting those expectations for yourself but you've had a completely different path than that person and you like people forget that too like there's this veil on the internet and it's like almost like an evil veil i was just talking about it too with like talking about personal stuff on podcasts like people's there's like this veil where you don't talk about personal stuff and like, mm -hmm. there's this veil of like knowing how long it actually took someone to put out that work like yeah, it's really awesome. But maybe they worked on it for six months. Maybe it wasn't like just a daily, even though it, it came out like two days after something else came out or whatever else. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So Tony, like you're saying in the chat, like it's just like this fire hose and like bombardment of awesome Instagram posts and Facebook and like uh, groups that you're in and everything and Slack. It's just, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, like, it's a different beast, but it's very similar to, like, you know, the whole I don't, celebrity and kind of, like, body image and, blah, you know, like, you're, if you look at People Magazine, that's a fucking curated thing, you know, like, they're only showing you the best, or, like, you look at, like, uh, whatever fucking magazine or, or Instagram feed, it's curated, right? It's not just raw, like, this is what it is. Everything... Like you see an influencer and how many time, how many selfies have they taken to get that one to post, you know? So it's like, you kind of have to remind yourself about that, but it's so easy to lose track of it, you know, at least for me. And yeah, like Tony's saying, there's no context for the time put in, you know, like Ash releases like a crazy project and then you dig a bit deeper and it was an eight month project. You're like, oh, okay, cool. So he didn't do that in like a week you know, or whatever it may be. And, and it's not just him. Like, that's the other thing you learn is like, right. like Ash is the front man, but then you look at like who else worked on it. And you're like, Oh, so there's actually like 12 people on this mm-hmm. project. It's not just Ash and his big name that he's got. Um, and that's really easy to forget too. Even though like I will hire people to help me with bigger projects. And like, I know that. So it, mm-hmm. like, it should be kind of like, a little bit of common sense a bit that like, well, these people probably are working with other people too. Like there's no way they're going to tackle that unless it's so my, which like, man, (laughs) I don't know where so my gets all, all this energy and time to do stuff. He's a beast. Yeah. But yeah, you, if you dig into the credits of some of these spots and like title sequences and shit like that, there's a fucking, you know, 15, 20 person team behind a lot of them, you know? And and yeah, like the person you're following might have done the lighting for three scenes. <laughs> you know, like again, it goes into the whole demo reel. What did you do? Blah 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 blah. But like, it's it's definitely easy to get intimidated and be like, oh shit, like I'm not good enough. And you know, when you're working by yourself and you don't have certain outlets, it's easy to get into your own head. Um, yeah. And Mark, you're making a good point too. That you know what you see on buck and psyop and blind and everybody's sites uh isn't necessarily the work that they all do um like there's plenty of shit jobs and they they showed this at blend i think animated maybe i forget which or maybe it was odd fellows i think it was odd fellows they had done like a beef commercial and it was just like like a, a steak that was kind of bloody and gross and like they would have never put it on their reel or their site because it was just like a, a one-off job for this client and it paid the bills really well, but um, it was just gross, disgusting looking and not the work that they wanted to continue to do further. So yeah, it's, it's really easy to, to forget, forget that there's all this beautiful stuff that they're putting out but they probably have really shitty clients too. And they probably have projects that they don't want to take on, but they only take on because, you know, you're getting like six figures for this one, one job and it pays for whatever for the next six months, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, I definitely have those where it's like, I have a client that I will pretty much do any job that they send my way because it pays so well. Like it's nothing I'm probably going to put in my reel maybe there's like an aspect or two here and there that I could put in my reel. But overall it, it's just like, all right, this one's definitely for the meal. It's as Joey says, one for the meal, one for the real. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
I can only imagine that's every single studio out there, you know? Yeah. It's true for me. I've done work that's not going to show up on my website, but yeah, totally. Or even like my Instagram, which is funny because like I post a ton of shit work that I just do for like experiments on my Instagram, but it's, I would almost rather post experiments than like a shitty client job, which is really silly. Is there anything else that people are thinking about or, you know, want to talk about? We're kind of approaching the hour mark now, but um, this has been a really cool discussion. I feel like we should do more of this and not have it. We've had so many of these that are very centered around either business or certain projects or, you know, whatnot. But I think this is, we're just scratching the surface of like something that isn't really talked about much in our industry. And um, whether it's, you know, mental health or just the pressures and stress and, or we should do a whole episode on parenting, you know, for like people who have kids and, or partners and, you know, like work life balance, I guess we could kind of call it. Um, But yeah, you know, um, I think there's a good discussion to kind of spawn from stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah, Mark, we got to be kind to ourselves. <laughs> Mark's saying in the chat, be kind to yourself. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really have anything else to discuss today, too, if nobody else wants to chime in with anything. Okay, back to diapers. Yeah, man, go get it with those twins. That's crazy. And also, happy birthday. Make sure you eat some cake or something, something for your birthday. <laughs> yeah, true. Ice cream, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Two seconds to scarf it down in between kids. <laughs> we could, yeah, kids, probably parenting or just like work-life balance would totally be a great topic. <laughs> now just like reading the diapers things, like, man, I remember all those stresses, like when my kids were mm-hmm. still really young. Um, as far as like links and inspiration and news, I'm going to ask people here, is there anything that has inspired anyone this week that you want to throw in the chat? Because the only like newest thing i have is like more redshift stuff that they're now uh supporting max 2020 for anyone that's using max to do character modeling and animation and stuff which is cool so they're like ahead of the game it's really awesome to see that like within the last week they've already done so much with just uh, the integration with maxon or the acquisition with maxon it's like man like you're already seeing seeing stuff happen because of that but I, I I don't really have any links or anything. I I was sick for most of last week with a head cold, so I I kind of had my head just like towards a TV and sleeping most of the time. Uh, let me just look really quick. Yeah, look at my history, my watch history. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Um, there's a a stream that the future did with Ryan Summers uh, just the other day about kind of career expectations. I started watching a little bit of that. Um, That was pretty cool. That it's almost like a two hour kind of podcast type live stream. But uh, let me pull that. I've I've only watched a little bit of it, but I think Ryan's really good uh, about talking about a lot of these issues, issues, topics, I should say. Uh, blah, 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 blah. There we go. Oh, nice. Oh, I forgot EJ put it on a new tutorial. I can throw that in the site. Now that I'm going through my watch history, that was a good move, Mark, to say that. 
Um, EJ put out a new tutorial this week on doing blueprint style renders. Oh yeah, I saw that. And Tony just popped something in the chat. Um, looks like uh, Carrie from Division Five just put out something new too. What Visual Design Lab? Tony, have you researched that at all? Oh, hang on, I'm gonna unmute. Yeah, it hasn't dropped yet. It's coming. I just noticed it last week, so I've been keeping an eye on that, waiting for that to wait for that to drop. Yeah, his stuff's awesome. It's always yeah, it's always solid. Man, this looks oh, so awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm chomping at the bit for that one. Oh yeah, man. Okay, so it looks like I'm just gonna read quickly from it for the listeners. So boost your design skills. You want to be constantly rocking it? Yes, of course. How do you do that? The first answer is visual form and image making. Um, so right now your taste exceeds your core skills and learning more software tricks ain't going to get you there. So that's awesome already. Just like that opening, just trying to get people to where their taste is um, and their technical skills. So there's going to be seven challenges in seven different parts. And it looks like here are the seven challenges. Upping your contrast, a full palette, re orienting making okay embracing chaos making more meaning developing stories and then i guess all together now which is probably putting everything that you learned together um cool yeah thanks for that tony that's awesome i'm, I'm definitely signing up for the, the email list for that one uh i just popped one other link in and i'm gonna um it's common kind of older video it's from 2015 but it's um a little piece that Vice did on um, Phil Tippett, who is one of the animators, like stop motion animators from Star Wars and old school IL ILM days. Um, I watched it uh, the other day. It's about a 20 minute piece, but it's really, really cool. Um, and it's, as an animator, like it's awesome to see like, the whole process of like what they did and his kind of story about coming up through star Wars and then into Jurassic park and all that. So definitely worth checking out. Um, and then I'll include this too. I think I talked a little bit about it last week, but um, I'm a big fan of the, of Seth Godin and he has a really good kind of talk um, about making it's, titled your job is to make art and uh i don't know i resonated with a few points that he made so worth checking out or at least putting on uh in the background while you're working or whatnot so give that a listen other than that yeah i mean camp MoGraph pre-sale tickets are on sale now be sure to grab them there's you know a ton of interest happening People are buying tickets, so uh, we expect it to sell out. Um, so get on that if you haven't already. And Liam, did you want to add anything else before we sign off today? Um, just to kind of reiterate before about CamoGraph, if you guys have any questions, info at CamoGraph.com, and we'll try to answer them. Feel free to hit up uh, Mark, Dave, Matt, and myself too. If you have any questions directly, we're, we're totally going to answer them. 
Um, also to reiterate what I said earlier that we had already like doing the math and checking it out, we've already had about 30% of the tickets go and that's within 48 hours. And now that it's past Easter weekend and we can already like check how many visitors are coming to the site that it's, we are definitely anticipating to sell out very quickly. So, um, get on it as well as Mark just said, what else? Uh, I was just thinking about something, but now I don't know. Um, as for calls next week, same time, we're gonna keep it at 11 and just keep trying this or 11 Eastern time. Um, we might push it back again too, because we, we definitely wanna get more West Coast people on too and we're still lacking that a little bit even, even though we pushed it back. So we might push that back too, um, but as always, Info at mondaymeeting.org if you wanted to suggest topics or people to have on. Um, find us everywhere at Monday Meeting or Monday underscore meeting or just do a search for us and you'll find us. Um, but other than that, that's it. So yeah, thanks for a great chat, everyone. And I, I definitely want to do more of this as well. Yeah, we should, we'll follow up with this topic and do a few more of these because I think uh, a lot of people can relate to it. So should spark some good discussions. But um, thanks again for joining us. Again, we really appreciate all you who join us each Monday or listen to the recording on any sort of pod catcher of choice. Um, but yeah, we will see you next Monday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. And until then, have a great week and we'll see you next week.